Oh. Uh, it's called Question Mark Park. Well, that's what my sister calls it. Because the gate leading up inside it is in the shape of a question mark. Ah. Question Mark Park? Yeah. Because the white back trail ones. Uh, no idea. I don't know the actual name. I think name. I know the big green ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like a question mark. It's a lovely name. Keep on going through that little road. A god who always asks questions lived here. Just gonna have a little listening moment, guys. Just see what we can hear. Okay, listening moment. So we'll give it a minute. The magpies, I think, they'll be very noisy over there. <laughs> Bicycle, come in. Somebody calls it sister. Sister calls it question mark park, which is appropriate because I was asking about questions before. So anybody got a question about anything that you see or hear? It's one at the top end of the park. They're, they're part of the White Bay Valley Trail, kind of a big circular gate that um, you'll find at different points along the trail all the way up to Temple Newsom. So I've got a question. Yeah. So what, what does that uh, railway line go from and to? Anybody know? I don't know. Well, like, Probably from over there to over there. Garford leads. I think that's going to lead. Going up to Crossgates, I think, will be the next station on the line. So. Beyond Crossgates. Is there a Beyond Crossgates? Uh, York. Beyond York. I guess onwards onto the east coast, I imagine. East coast. Oh, north. 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 Yeah. To the east coast. What's beyond the east coast? No, I really wish you didn't wear jeans. The sea. Trump the sea. <laughs> Sorry? Bring me that horizon. Sounds good to me. There we go. So we're going to head off this way now. And I think the thing to, li the thing to listen out for is the grasshoppers. There's lots of uh, crickets. Apparently it's quite a rare cricket that lives in the grass around here. Mm. I was trying to find some yesterday, but every time they came near them, they stopped chirruping. So uh, mm. I think they know that you're looking. Dogs, I know for a fact, they only see um, blue and yellow, so green just kind of looks like a brownie kind of weird colour to them mm -hmm. but they'll be able to see water as a kind of bluey colour and Aaron's bag for example that's a bright yellow um, they can't see reds they can't see browns if it's like they only see it on a scale of yellow to blue if that makes sense um, I don't really know about the other colours of animals because they haven't really been studied much yeah but cows I think they see like the saturation of the colours like, if it's like a bright green, they'll know it's grass. Or if it's kind of like a mud, dusty colour, they'll obviously know that they can't eat mud. Which is a shame. My mum's got a, a, a Camrya, proper colour. My mum's got a proper a Camrya. It can zoom into the moon and see all the details and that. It's really cool. What's, what's the origin of Question Mark Park? Why, why are garbage trucks so loud? Is it healthy that we corner off nature to specific parts rather than allowing it to be part of our natural world? Or does that just make us think that we're more separate from nature than we are? It's like a map or something. It's a sundial, I think, no? Yeah, it's like a map. Oh yeah, no, that would make sense. It, is Maybe it? there was once, I don't know. No, it's plenty in abstract sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a But it has yeah. like things for... Yeah. What is this? I think it was a sundial. I think there used to be a clock face on it. Tell me where the sun well, is. So it wouldn't oh work. Yeah. Also, oh, no yeah, no, that's true. Place, isn't it? Huh. Well, but sometimes sundials, like, so they're not, like, straight ahead like a clock. More. They can be stretched out in unusual ways. Like in old cathedrals where they have, like, sundials on the floor where, like, at certain times of the year, the light comes in on the cathedral floor and it tells you like what day of the year it is, so you know when it's the solstice and things like that. Totally, yeah. 
it's all about the, well, it's like Stonehenge. They calculated that, you know, on this day of the year, the sun's going to come through the window right onto this spot on the floor exactly at noon. So you know it's like the longest day of the year. What is it? I know, I know you can, like, and I think it's Stonehenge. Yeah, it comes straight through, right? Yeah. And then I think also maybe on the shortest day of the year, too. Kingfishers. Which is a kind of rough fabric. So this was a, a kind of industrial material, um, and it's um, I think you could use the sort of flood defences and things like that as well. Yeah. Later on in his life, he took over a company called Segway you know, that makes a little personal transport scooters. Um, and sadly, in 2010, he was going along the banks of the air in his Segway, and he had an accident and fell off a, a high embankment into the river and was killed. Um, so there's a memorial to him here, and I think there used to be a stone a bench here. So it just it says on the stone Jimmy's bench, but it's been taken away. I don't know if it's been vandalised or just sort of suffered erosion from the weather. Do you know how he got the idea? For the Hesgebastian? Yeah. No? Uh, shopping trolleys. Really? really? I get all this stuff in the shopping trolley. And it stays. Yeah. So he took that idea. To make, to make them amazing. Simple, huh. simple idea and he made, his personal fortune was something like 320 million, I think. So what were they used for? So I think because, it, 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 so when they were making temporary military emplacements, they could put it round the places really easily because it was portable. And they used sandbags Sand, yeah. to fill it up. But on the motorways, they used as a, as a, as a as Yeah, you a see all the rocks, rocks and things, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So it's just a really simple idea for creating temporary boundaries and barriers and things like that. And if you fill it with sand, then it'll absorb. At home, work, or in the car, East Leeds FM sounds great anywhere. Hello, and welcome back to Red Kite on East Leeds FM. I'm Henna, and now we're moving on to our next part of the show, led by the new broadcasting team. Very nicely done. Um, how are we all this week? Welcome back to our broadcast. Who've we got? Who've we got with us on this live broadcast? So we've got me, Henna. Got me. We've got Ibrahim. me, George. We've got me, George. Who else is out there? Hi, I'm Saren. And Ibrahim, have we got you? Yeah, we've got me. Brilliant. Welcome back, guys. We had a fabulous time last week and here we are again for our second broadcast. Um, we're going to be focusing a little bit on what we've been up to this week, um, playing a few interviews, um, a few tracks. Uh, but just first off to sort of check in with you, how's your week been? We'll go to Seren first. Yeah, so my week's been really good. I haven't been doing much though. You haven't done much? Bit of a lazy one? Yeah. It's been quite warm this week, though, hasn't it? So, George, have you been up to anything? Um, well, I did. I went on the walk um, at the start of the week, but it's also been um, it's also been really warm. So I've just been like um, I've been in my garden having a having a nice time. Jolly good, Ibrahim. You've come back up from the south coast somewhere this week. Where have you been? Um, yeah, my grand, my grandma, my granny, I should say, lives. Um, lives in Suffolk so I went down there for a couple of days, ten days I think, um, just to say hi and you know, spend some time with her which was nice. 
Jolly good. And now you're back up in Leeds, nice and safe. Oh, yeah. And Henna, what have you been up to? Yes. <laughs> Henna, what have you been up to, Poppet? Yeah, so I've, I also went on the walk this week, which was really nice. It was my first time going on the organised walks with uh, East Leeds FM. And um, I got some very good news, which was uh, quite exciting. I got my A-level results back on Thursday. Oh, how did that go? It went really well, thank, thank goodness, because you, I was really, really worried. Yeah, you were quite nervous when we spoke about that, didn't we? Weren't you at the beginning of the week? So fabulous to hear that you're happy with what you've been given. Not that I think the majority of the country is, so I think a lot of people need to just not be uh, too worried about what they found in those envelopes that they opened up. How did, you, how did your peers and people at Europe College get on? It was quite a mixed bag. I think some of my friends got what they wanted and were really happy with the results and others were quite disappointed so I've kind of seen the whole spectrum of happy and not so happy with the results so I was just very lucky that I managed to get the grades that I needed to get into uni so I will be starting at Leeds Uni in the September. Brilliant you'll be even closer to us then. I know, it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> Fabulous. So um, three of you went on the walk on Monday and I think, I think uh, Ibrahim, you're going to be going on Monday coming. So we'll be yep. able to talk to you about that next week. Um, but just before we started, we were hearing some, um, some audio there, soundscapes from the walk that you guys went on on Monday to Question Mark Park, which, George, you said's just round the corner from where you live. Is that what you call it? Um, I didn't really know it had that name. I just called it, you know, uh, I, d- I didn't really have a name. I just, like, called it the park. But, you know, I, d- I, d- I never knew that it was called that. So oh, it's we were quite interesting to, to find out. Is it a nickname that somebody's come up with or is it no, is it the official title of that park? Uh, I think it's a nickname. Um, I don't think it's actually called Question Mark Park. <laughs> Sarah, and how did you find the walk that you went on on Monday with the group? I really enjoyed it. It was very, very warm, though. <laughs> you need to take yourself a, a sunshade umbrella, maybe, when you go on Monday. Although I don't think the weather's going to be particularly nice this weekend leading into next weekend, which is typical because I'm off camping for two nights over this weekend. So it's bound to rain for me. Um, were you, you've been inspired to do some writing this week, haven't you, Sarah? And do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Are you there, Sarah? Sure. So I, I decided to write a little. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Go for it. Sorry, my internet must have dropped for a second. So I decided to write a bit about what it was like broadcasting for the first time because it was quite an unusual experience. And what what did you you've you've written a piece about it? Would you like to read it out for those people listening? Okay. So this is called Talking to Myself. When the summer began, I never thought I would end up talking to myself, but I never actually was talking to myself. I was talking to a wide audience of family, friends, the other broadcasters, and many people I didn't even know, just from a small room inside my house. I knew I had prepared for this. I had done hours of Zoom calls and interviews just to prepare me for this first moment of me talking to myself. This didn't stop me feeling apprehensive though. 
but that apprehension didn't stop me from being excited and I did it. So now I'm talking to myself again and I want to talk to myself some more in the future. my chosen track a change is gonna come by sam cook what was the reason for um, picking that track out Saren? so the the topic of our music suite is inspiring black art going on the theme of black lives matter and i asked my dad for help choosing and he just knew this would be perfect for it fabulous thank you um if you want to do get in touch with um, Chapel FM, we've got we've got um, socials such as Facebook, which is Chapel FM, um, all one word, uh, all lowercase, which is the same as Twitter, Chapel FM again. But Instagram, it's a bit different with Chapel underscore FM. And also, if this if you're a young person and this seems like fun to you, um, you can always get in touch um, that, through email, which is um, info at elfm.co.uk Great. Uh, we have some shout-outs to give. Uh, one of them is to Lemon Balm, which is an organisation based around cooking. Um, it's some, it's uh, They have a YouTube channel where they have loads of uh, cook-alongs videos. And uh, today they have made some Spanish potatoes with peppers. So... If you do want to try that out, um, make sure to search up Lemon Balm on YouTube. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you, Ibrahim. 
Now, just sort of following on that, sort of checking in what we've been working on this week. um, George, tell us a little bit about what you've been having a play around with. Uh, Yes, thanks, Katie. Uh, Well, I've been I've been playing around with um, trying to make a jingle for this radio show. Um, as I as I like to do in my spare time, I like to fiddle around with some music making software. So uh, I offered to make one, and I've I've been sent some previous jingles from Euclidus um, Firm, and I've just been having a go at that. So um, let let's listen to it now. You are now listening to Red Kite on East Leeds FM. done was that the first time that you've had a a go at making a jingle George yeah that was the first time I've never really done anything like that about radio making jingles or anything I've only been uh, making music for people to rap on and things like that and sing and stuff so it's quite new to me so you you sampled a little bit of an old jingle at the end there and you've obviously added something in what program were you using to make that in um, I was using this thing by this program by Native Instruments, which was called Machine Two, which um, w- w- which is uh, is quite a good program because um, it works with a drum pad, so I can uh, make melodies and things quite easily with my drum pad. Well, we've got two um, very sort of talented writers in our group with Henna and Seren. Maybe you guys can think of some um, some words that George can play around with, and then put to some music or some back sort of beat um, in the in the coming months when we when we carry on doing Red Kite in the autumn. Um, I think that's great. I think Elliot will use it throughout the rest of the show, and obviously, if you're able to come up with any more before the end of next week, we can put them in next week's show. <laughs> um, Henna, I'm going to hand over to you, Poppet. Yes, thank you, Katie. So. As um, Seren has um, recently just said, how the whole music and the topic of this week, um, as a group, we all wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter. It's been such a prolific um, event that's been happening throughout the these months. And um, we, we just wanted to talk about it and to learn more about it because some of us um, didn't know that much about it and wanted to learn more and educate ourselves. So on Monday we had a fabulous one and a half hour chat with a lovely lady called Marvina Newton, who um, is who works with uh, Black Lives Matter in Leeds, and um, she held a youth summit um, on Wednesday, which I attended. And um, although we would love to. Uh, show the whole an hour and a half discussion because it was so informative and uh, we just got a short snippet of our conversation with her now hi you're listening to east leeds fm and we have mavina newton here hi mavina how are you i'm fine i'm absolutely honored to be on this podcast with you guys and this east leeds you are amazing and the fact that young people are on this platform I'm so excited, actually. 
Can you tell us about uh, the youth board that you're part of? Like, what is it? So my name is Marvina Newton. I am the chief executive of an organization called Angel of Youth. I work with young people from the ages of 13 all the way to 30, young adults from different countries, migrant countries or people with disability. It gives them an opportunity to still learn new lives and experience things. I also am the co-founder of Black Lives Matter Leads and I'm also the co-founder for My Q Culture, which is an LGBTIQ project in the city. We celebrate some amazing diverse voices from Black and Asian LGBTIQ community. But I will refer to myself as Majestic Marvina, never replicated or duplicated. Pronouns her, she, and a mother of two dynamic Yorkshire proud, Ramley, lad and lass. We first got hit by coronavirus, which did not ask anyone any permission. It just turned up and put all of us on timeout. We all unfortunately have been glued to our screens and we've seen a lot of things that might make us uncomfortable, the racial inequalities in this world, mostly anti-black racism. Yes, it looks like it's just in America, but what we found out is that a lot of young people in the UK feel like their voices are not heard, feel like they experience racism on a daily basis, feel like they're not being able to get into certain rooms where their voices can be heard or seen and can't influence policies, be it what they're taught in the education system. So on the 12th of August, 2020, we're calling all young people, irregardless of their background, to come on this agenda to help amplify black young voices and tackle racism. Us, white and black against racist. No divide, we're all part of this human race and we all need to see racism as bullying in its greatest form. And what would you do when you see bullying? You say, you just stop the bully. So what we're saying to young people is, can you come and help us create a board where young people's voices shape how we tackle racism? That includes taking action in our schools, in our community, on our streets, in our homes, and in society. Come with a strategy of what we do throughout this year, moving forward to take this conversation to Parliament, to take this to global conversations to the UN, it fits into the UN Sustainable Goals. And the Summit Board is a place for all young people to feel safe, to be able as allies, to ask questions, to learn. But racism exists because people can't sometimes ask questions. They can't be educated. So we can use the opportunity to educate each other and know that there might be things we might have said when we we're younger because we didn't know that now we know it's offensive we're not going to say it again and we will tell our friends not to say those things no one wants to see another person in pain and not do some the key thing is to listen to them and be able to say we hear you and we from leeds are willing to do this in leeds to make a difference and i will be there to support you throughout and i think chapel fm will be there to support you throughout developing those conversation that's what the youth board is. So, George, you can potentially be part of the youth board. Do you mind me asking you a question? How old are you, George? Yeah, I'm 15. I'm going into year 11. How do you think we, as young people, and mainly white young people, how do you think we can help the Black Lives Matter and cause? For me, Paul, that's exactly where it starts from. I actually feel that's the questions that a lot of people want to ask and they don't know how to do it is by just not being silent best ways you can involve is starting by yourself 
educating yourself, learning more, finding some positive role models in Leeds. There's so many amazing black role models. Our history doesn't start with slavery. So you can even say when you go back to school to your head teacher, how do we get more books that show the diversity of like the UK? Instead of studying just American history, can we learn like black history to do with the UK? Can we learn positive history? Start with simple things like that. So I would love to support you. October is Black History Month. I'm happy to work with all of you. And we do like a whole black history project where we celebrate local black um, champions who have created amazing history. Something simple like that. You might know people that are poets, who are artists. Whatever you love doing, young people can get involved in that. Knowing what it is to be a black ally, learning from each other. And maybe what we might do is create a safe place for young people who are black allies to like you to come on board and learn. Would that be okay? Uh, yeah, because when you were talking about the youth board, you were talking about like racism in schools. Have you done anything like so far to tackle things like that and how to treat with people who are being racist in school? I don't believe in the council culture where you say that person is racist, so I'm not going to talk to them. That doesn't work. People do things sometimes out of ignorance without not having that knowledge of what they're doing is causing harm. I think there's a room for everybody to learn. So it takes other young people sitting down in a restorative circle. And I bet in your school you do restorative practice. Am I correct? Most schools in Leeds do restorative work, um, if I'm correct, part of child-friendly Leeds. Using a restorative process to be able to say, do you understand how what you said could be damaging to other people? Yes, there needs to be penalty for people's behavior because if people bully you, they get suspended, they get um, time out, they get detention. But doing assemblies where we can talk about racism openly and ask questions, doing um, after-school programs, doing podcasts like what you're doing now, it's a great way to tackle it. So you've got National Bullying Week in November, maybe even taking a whole approach during National Bullying Week to just look at touching on racism as part of bullying. Um, it's a great angle. So it's finding a way to make sure you integrate that race conversation to the education. You can easily say to your teacher, what are some of the great things that black British people have brought to this country? So how do you tackle racism in school? I would love to decolonize the education system. That sounds a little bit complicated, but that means making sure you're teaching history, not only from the victors, but also the victims. So I'm lucky to say that I was born in Africa. I was born in Nigeria and I'm proud of my heritage but I empathize with my Caribbean brothers and sisters who were taken from their homes in Africa and lost their language, lost their sense of belonging. The British Empire benefited from them and Rinwash is a good way to talk about it. So that's something I would love to explore, teaching black history in this whole entirety. So when did you first get involved in Black Lives Matter? When I had my daughter, so nine years ago, I had a beautiful specimen who chose me to be her mom. And I used to live in Armley. And while I was pregnant with her, someone felt it was in their right to take a bottle and chuck it at me from across the street and told me to go back to where I came from. I love Leeds so much because like, I'm originally from London. I didn't understand why that person didn't like me that much, that they felt seeing a pregnant woman, nine months pregnant, and that could have hurt me. I knew they were intoxicated and they 
burnt out so many racial slurs. I felt I'm about to bring the child into a world where because she looks like me, she will be treated differently. People will say not nice things to her and people might not give her the same opportunities that you both have. And all I want is an equitable world. So in 2011, I gave birth to a girl called Angel and that's why my organization is called Angel of Youth because I feel like young people need guardian angels to help them. Black Lives Matter came from young people from Angel of Youth saying that they were tired of racism and feeling like they were not good enough. And we created Black Lives Matter in 2014 after Eric Garner passed away and Trevor Martin passed away, a young boy who was just wearing a hoodie in America. A lot of it is systemic. So how do you think that we can like try and stop and put that down because a lot of the time when you do try and get call people out on their racism to individuals you're seen as that person that makes everything political and you're kind of shamed for it for saying like no don't say that that's an awful thing to say so how do you one suggest that we do this more and stop this action and two help change the system yes it's systematic yes it is institutional and not a lot of people even grown understand that word you just said that's why the tears are coming down my eyes like i know people don't want to talk about politics but every day we talk about politics fact that you chose that background on your zoom that that's you making a statement of your identity the fact that you're having this open dialogue is you being political the fact that you might have to have a conversation with your parents about trying to bargain whether you go out or not is you having a political debate. How do we, and I don't want to say you now, how do we tackle it? It's by educating ourselves first. How do we change the education system and how we learn about the other? The other being black. Racism was not created by black people. We did not do anything to do with it. But we are saying we're coming together with our allies to create the solution, to find the cure for racism. And to do that, you need to educate people. We need to be united and we need to heal all the wounds caused by racism. Um, so that was Marvina Newton there. Um, and in that, Marvina mentioned the Youth Summit on Wednesday. Um, Henna was actually able to attend that. So um, Henna, uh, how did you find it? And, and how did it work overall? Yes, yeah, so thank you, George. The Youth Summit was a fantastic experience that I was able to get involved in. So it was taken all over on a Zoom call, as most things are nowadays, to make up for the inevitability of not being able to join together and have a great face-to-face -face discussion. But we are really lucky that we have technology like this to, in order to meet. So we had a Zoom call and um, there was a panel of lots of young people around Leeds around and around the UK, uh, myself included. I, um, I joined the panel uh, not realising that I was a part of the actual panel. Uh, so that was quite shocking, but a really good experience for me as I've also experienced some forms of racism, not as much as what other black people face every single day and it was just so inspiring to hear all these young people's stories and 
how passionate they were and uh, how they were they were such young people with great initiatives and um charities and things like that that they wanted to do to make our world safer and better are there any of the initiatives that you can tell us about that you remember hannah yes so there were many different people so we had one called uh, save our generation and there was one who planted trees so for every uh, person affected by black uh, racism they plant trees and it's such a it's such a beautiful way of kind of supporting not only the environment but also the cause as well and I thought that was such a beautiful natural thing to do and mm. uh, it was so positive and a symbol of growth Mavina talks about the healing process, doesn't she, as well as all of the other parts to the movement. So maybe that kind of is part of that side of things. The One of the things yeah. that she mentioned when she was talking with you guys on Monday was about, um, you know, you being... Or the question from Paul was about how and what to do. And I wondered whether having been to the summit and for those of you that were there having the conversation with Mavina... Are any of you, have any of you been inspired to think about what you might like to do in order to support the movement and to, you know, take it forward basically in your own way? Yeah, so after attending the Youth Summit, this was one of the things that was um, talked about a lot during the whole um, discussion and topic. So I made quite a few notes of what to do. So there's a lot of things. So you can do from the most simplest things of signing a petition to uh, speaking up, to keep turning up. This is one of their main focuses. Keep turning up. Don't just come and go. Racism is something that is consistent. It, it never stops just because it's a social media craze or a new story for a week. It doesn't mean that it just disappears and it's solved and healed. So keep turning up, educating yourself. So read books, go listen, read articles, listen to podcasts, do whatever you enjoy. There was uh, when we were talking to Marvina in the on Monday as a group. She asked us what our favourite hobbies were, and I said writing. George said music, and um, we we was able to kind of appreciate black culture through our own interests so you can it's easy to do you've just got to make that conscious effort to do that would you guys be interested in continuing this space to put out material and conversations and debate and music and art and poetry around black lives matter on let's say a monthly basis going forward if we were to create a platform similarly to this, would it be something that you might like to continue taking part in? 100%, yeah, I'd definitely love to do that. George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I think it's very important and I think that's a, that's a great idea. So, um, 
Yeah, she did. Malvina did ask about that, and like you said, George mentioned the music and about taking your sort of your learnings and the words, even taking some of the words potentially that Henna and Saren are able to produce and maybe put them to some music. You know, if you feel like that's not bringing the words to it isn't necessarily your side, but actually working together to create, you know, art and creative pieces in order to inspire other young people. Um, Ibrahim, you've chosen a piece of music. Um, that you've that's that inspires you. Do you want to tell us what you've chosen that you'd like to play for us? Well, today I've chosen a track uh, by an artist called Dave. He's quite popular at the moment. Uh, the song's called Black, and it's all about um, his experience as a, as a black man and and uh, what others go through. And it's quite an emotional song, but it has true meaning meaning to it. Um, it has been played on the grammys i think i don't remember what it was called but it was a very it's a very powerful song um, and yeah here it is dave Black is beautiful, black is excellent Black is pain, black is joy, black is evident It's working twice as hard as the people You know you're better than Cause you need to do double what they do So you can level them Black is so much deeper than just African-American Our heritage been severed You never got to experiment with family trees Cause they teach you about famine and greed And show you pictures of our fam on their knees Tell us we used to be barbaric We had actual queens Black is watching child soldiers Getting killed by other children Feeling sick like Oh this, this could have happened to me Your mummy watching telling stories about your daddy in your knees the black of the berry the sweet of the juice the kid dies the black of the killer the sweet of the news and if he's white you give him a chance he's ill and confused if he's black he's probably armed you see him and shoot look Black is growing up around the barbershop Mummy saying stay away from trouble, you're in yard a lot Studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got Cause black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop Black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone And standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong Black is doing all of the above then going corner shopping Trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off Black is growing up around your family and making it Then being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it People say you fake it never stayed to change Just Black is being jealous You'd be dead if you had stayed in it Black is struggling to find your history or trace You don't know the truth about your race Cause they're erasing it Black has got a sour me Off flavour, here's a taste of it But black is all I know There ain't a thing that I would change in it Look, black ain't just a sink Colour man, there's shades to it Her hair straight and thick But mine's got waves in it Black is not divisive They've been lying and I hate it. Black has never been a competition We all make this it's, it's, Black is deadly Black is when you're freezing in your home And you can't get sleep But never feeling empty Cause you got 20 cousins in your country Living stress free Walking for their water daughter Wrapped inside a bed sheet Black is distant It's representing countries That never even existed While your grandmother was living Black is my Ghanaian brother Reading into scriptures Doing research on his lineage Finding out that he's Egyptian Black is people naming your countries And what they trade most Coast of Ivory Gold Coast And the Grain Coast But most importantly To show how deep all of this pain goes West Africa 
opening They call the slave coast Black is so confusing Cause the culture they're in love with it They take our features when they want And have their fun with it Never seem to help with all the things We know would come with it Loud in our laughter Silent in our suffering Black is being strong inside the face of defeat Poverty made me a beast I battled the law in the streets We all struggled but your struggle Ain't a struggle like me Well how could it be when your people Gave us the odds that we beat I mean and it's hell What about our brothers that are stuck in jail That could have bust the bell They held a burden Gotta live with it Black is being guilty Until proven that you're innocent Black is saying free my Again, stuck inside in prison cells They think it's funny We ain't got nothing to say to them Unconditional love is strange to them It's amazing and Black is like the sweet Obviously here's a taste of it But black is all I know There ain't a thing that I would change in it You're now listening to Red Kite on East Leeds FM. Yeah, um, so that was uh, Days with Black there. And I also, um, as Kate said before, it was about like um, choosing song, about like black inspirational artists. And I and as soon as like we talked about that in the Zoom call, like that's that that's what's the that's the song that I thought about, and that's um, that's who I thought about Dave. Um, I first heard that song when um, I got gifted his album. I think it was on my birthday. Uh, or it might be, or it might have been some other day, but um, I I listened through it and that song like really stuck out because it just like its whole album's great and it and it tackles so many different subjects, racial and mental health and everything in his album. But that's that song uh, is just very inspirational and um, it shows like the problems that we still have, but what we've over what black people have overcome as well. Um, he also performed it at the Brit Awards. Which is one of, um, which was uh, really well performed, and I think it was just a really inspirational performance overall. What did other people think? I think Henna, you know of the music, as does Ibrahim. Seren and I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, I did, and I heard it through the Brit Awards, and I thought that was one of the most amazing, kind of the best shows, uh, performances of the Brit Awards. And it was just really, really good. So yeah, I, I, I've really connected with it. I thought it was so beautifully performed. Saren, what did you what did you take from that, from listening to some of those lyrics? I thought the lyrics were actually really, really deep and I was trying to listen to mainly the lyrics instead of the music. And it just tells a beautiful yet so, so sad story. It was quite moving. I think, Henny, you said that you were brought to tears when you saw the performance on the Brit Awards. Is that right? Yeah, it was so it was so emotional. And um, the, the graphics as well that they had um, playing on the stage, I think it should be available on YouTube to watch. If you want to actually watch his performance, it was so simple and so effective. And I just thought that visual aspect of it just lifted it and lifted the words even more and to make it more meaningful. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about it. We've um, 
we're coming towards the end of our section, um, even though we're right in and in amongst sort of deep discussions, you know, around sort of the Black Lives Matter movement. I know in the green room there's a big discussion going on, so it's a shame we can't just sort of have the space to open up the floor. But I know that it's it's a it's a it's a topic that is very close to a lot of people's hearts at Chapel FM, and it will definitely be talked about and discussed and you know debated over over the probably within the coming shows and next week and going forward so this isn't the end of of this discussion here um it'll be interesting to get together with you guys and see what we can pull together and speak again with marvina for her support in in bringing some key inspirational um talented individuals from the leeds community to come and talk to us and help assist the education of our younger generations um, because it needs to start there, doesn't it, um, in order to change things going forward. One of the aspects of um, what we're doing with the radio this summer is going out and about and talking to healthy holiday activities happening across the city. Um, so not just focusing on East Leeds, but bringing information to our young people about what goes on elsewhere across Leeds. Um, and this week, we have um, a couple of little features to play out for you to just give you a little taste of, of some people that um, I've been out speaking to. Um, but before our, we introduce the features and we as a team sort of say our goodbyes, I'd just like to do a shout out to sort of say hello and well done to um, everybody over in Chapeltown who's working with Team Creative at the uh, Reconciliation Centre. I was down there yesterday meeting all of the young people who are predominantly from um, black Afro-Caribbean backgrounds and speaking to those young people, they talked about learning about their culture has been a really huge part of what they're doing this summer. Um, so it was fabulous to talk to them and to, to hear about them learning about their culture just as much as us needing to. So um, hopefully we'll have, a, we'll have a piece to play out next week from Team Creative. Um, also, hi and Great work out to Joe at uh, Reestablish in Holbeck. Um, Tony's been over there to speak to her and young people to find out what they've been up to. Um, and also we've been chatting with the New Wortley Association over in Armley, who um, are having a couple of weeks off at the minute, but then they'll be back doing healthy holidays stuff um, in, in a couple of weeks. So before I introduce our features, well done, guys, for your second broadcast. Um, are you all feeling all right about it? Yeah, definitely. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Henna. You were with the writers last week. You jumped ship, but you've yeah. come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Saren, how's it been for you? I've really liked it. Thank you very much for sharing your writing with us. I thought that was wonderful. If you want to think about doing something again for next week, it would be fabulous. Maybe focus on the walks, if because you're, you're coming again with us on Monday. That might be quite nice. Definitely. George, well done on your uh, jingle. Let's see if we can have another one by next week. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. I come up with something different, yeah. Homework in the summer, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Ibrahim, we need to get you doing more of our presenting because that's the angle that you want to take on. So uh, let's, let's have a chat yep. next week. I think um, we're hopefully... Yeah. Your, for your feature that we, we mentioned last week, you're wanting to talk about uh, music 
Um, and I think Tony's been trying to find um, a musician from Chicago to potentially join us on Zoom so that you can have an interview with them um, and talk about inspiration and nostalgia. Well, that would be fascinating. Yeah, so let's, fingers crossed, that comes off. fascinating. And we can play that next, next week. Thank you very much, all four of you, for joining us for the live section of this uh, new broadcaster's piece. So first, next, you're going to hear from Jonathan Parker and his Vegemation. And after that, you're going to hear some young people from Catch over in, um, over in, uh, where is it? Begins with an H. Hair Hills. <laughs> some young people from Hair Hills talking about what they're doing at Catch. Thank you very much for joining us and keep listening because coming up next we've got the youth music show. So I'm here with Jonathan Parker from Creative Frame. Hi Jonathan. Hello, hi. <laughs> Thanks for taking a few moments out to talk to me about what you're doing. We're finding out about the organisations and the people behind the activities that are being put on for healthy holidays this summer. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing. We are Creative Frame and we're doing vegemations today. And vegemation is, um, we take fruit and vegetables and the children make, make faces out of those uh, fruit and vegetables and then we give them a voice that the, the children are asked what they might like about food, uh, what they don't like about some fruit as well, uh, and veg, because that's important. Um, we ask them about the texture and, and taste and we're encouraging children to try food that they've, they've never tried before, they've never seen before. Um, we always try and bring a, a good mix of, of fruit and vegetables to the sessions. So yeah, where are we doing it? We're, we're in Seacroft today. We're working right across Leeds doing healthy holidays because um, when I kind of first approached healthy holidays, it was, became quite apparent to me that there was a need for, for us to deliver across Leeds. And we, we're, not, we're not location specific. We don't have a, an office or a building or anything like that, but we can go into places. And Where did the idea for this come from? I'd been working for Shell for a long time, wasn't particularly happy. And I was out of my, my town, I, I, I just didn't enjoy it. And I, when I left Shell, I wanted to volunteer and I wanted to do something with my computer skills for older people, silver surfers, as they were called. Right? So I went to a local uh, uh, community centre <laughs> and within about 20 minutes, I'd been convinced that I should look after children, which was fine. Uh, I didn't have any children of my own at the time. and It just seemed like something that had come way left field. Through that experience, we did a lot with, with healthy eating. We, we, we did a lot. We, the, the children wrote a song around, around fresh fruit and they even... Bless them. They, they went home and they made uniform. You know, we didn't ask them to do any of this, but they threw themselves at it. And then and that was about ten years ago. Fast forward it about six years ago, and um, I was doing some animation stuff. And the two things just came about because of that. Really, I'd been working in animation. I'd had this experience with the children, uh, with the fruit and vegetables. I piloted it in in St Helens through um, through the, the local council, and it was it was a micro commission. It was it was really small, but we just did a couple of sessions in libraries, and the children they came and they, they were so willing to try new things. They were, you know, they asked me what a tomato was, and I, I think that was the bit that I was like, this is. I, I, don't, I don't get this, this is where I'm from, this is where I grew up. To not know what a, uh, it was a baby tomato, but even, even so, you know, it's like, what is that? So that was quite a, a moment, really, I thought. And then when I moved to Leeds, uh, Creative Frame had gone on the back burner for a little bit, because uh, I'd moved cities, I wasn't really doing anything with it, I was working at a place called Inkwell. I started doing a few creative things by myself, I did Light Night by myself, which really gave, gave me a lot of confidence to go and do something, you know, it was a really good success and it really gave me a lot of confidence. So I, st I started thinking, well, this starts to feel like Creative Frame and then I, I, I put together a, um, a virtual reality project with older people called Digital Landscape. And again, you know, that was really great and it, uh, each of these things would give me confidence to keep going, keep going, try, try these things. And then we come to Vegemation, which, as I say, I'd already trialled 
um, approached Leeds Community Foundation, went to a, a group meeting there, met loads of people who have you know, buildings and, 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 and places to work within Leeds, uh, with community groups. I just felt like a fit. Luckily, we were successful with the micro commission. We delivered just a few um, vegemation sessions, and then, gosh, that was that was last year, and and we haven't stopped. We did through LS14 Trust. We we did a, a session there. Then we did a Halloween session where we could really kind of expand on the idea a little bit. And now we, we, we we've worked all the way through COVID online, delivering to families across Leeds, and um, and schools. We've been to schools online. So that was just really smooth and really good. And now we've just started our 2020 Healthy Holidays provision this week. Yeah, we're really excited. We've got our, our bookings in place and we're going to new places as well. You know, we're meeting all these new people and, and that's just a real thrill. So, From what you've delivered already, what's been some of the responses from the young people, but also like the parents and carers that are turning up with them to these events? It's just joyous, really. It's, there's loads of fun around vegemation. Yes, the, you know, we, we really encourage children to, to try the food, and that happens throughout the making process anyway, just, just naturally. They're, they're trying things out. The feedback we get, you know, everyone enjoys it. It's just an enjoyable thing to do. I go home after these just smiling, and I just, it's, it's great, you know. Uh, it's a good feeling when you've done something like this, you know. From the people to the people, you're listening to East Leeds FM. So I'm here with Shakila and Fahana in Catch, young leaders. What's your involvement and your roles within the Healthy Holidays provision here at Catch this summer? My role in general is an activity worker and during the Healthy Holidays I've been helping out with um, some of the indoor activities and the outdoor activities that have been going on. And because of Covid recently we've only been allowed to like, let in a certain amount of members and when it came to doing like, you know, outdoor games and that, we'd have to like social distance and make sure it's like non-contact type of sports. And um, around the front, we've also been doing arts and crafts with the kids and they've been keeping a distance from each other too. So that's been quite good. And we've given out some snack packs for the kids to take home. When it comes to outdoor activities, someone like Kevin will lead and he'll come up with yeah, games that he can come up with for the kids to do and for them to stay at a safe distance with each other, where they'll just be like in a large circle or something and then they'll be passing the ball to each other or like dribbling and things like that. And the arts and craft activities, is there a particular theme behind what you're getting them to do? or? Most of the time it's the kids making cards for their parents or something like that and um, sometimes uh, someone will come and like help them with origami and that and then some of them will take them on the back so they can see the goats as well and play with them. What do you find most rewarding about being part of what goes on here and helping out with the holiday f- activities? Just like seeing the kids happy and just like everyone getting along and like you know the teamwork and effort that goes into it. Other than being happy and coming and having something to do, are there any other things that you think the local young people are getting out of that connection with you? Because they've been quite confused lately as well and coming here just like you know helps ease their minds and everything so I think that's quite helpful. Do they talk to you? Yeah a couple of them try opening up and you know some don't but it's good to see them at least coming and trying and getting along with like the volunteers and that. 
Um, what about you, Shaquille? What, what's your role in and amongst the healthy holidays? Uh, so my role is uh, pretty much similar to Fahana's um, because I'm an activity worker. So I'll come in um, just before the session starts uh, for briefing and things like that and setting things up like downstairs, um, down at the field. Um, we'll help Kevin set up a game and get stuff out the um, containers that have everything in them and then we'll set up different like activities for kids to do um, regarding the arts and crafts and sometimes uh, some team leaders come and do like science experiments and things like that and we, we have packs for that as well. Most of the time, like recently, I've been sitting at like reception and stuff and signing a lot of people in and because of, you know, the lockdown and things like that and also because it's summer holidays, we've had a huge like influx of young people like, you know, so we've had to create new memberships and things like that and obviously that's, you know, when you're in a place like Hare Hills and it's a place where a lot of people from ethnic minorities are, they can't really speak a lot of English so it's a hard task but because, you know, the community at Catch is so big and so diverse we have translators and stuff on hand to help us with that kind of thing um, and another thing that I've been doing as well has been helping with the food hub uh, so we, we have one outside and uh, right now it's based in our pet building uh, which is our pupil enhancement scheme building because it's not being being used by schools and things like that now it's transformed into a food hub which is going to be moved upstairs into our double-decker bus um, so that's in the works right now and a lot of the team team leaders and young people as well are working on that so basically what we do is we'll get like orders and things from the council of people who need food parcels and specific things like whether they're vegetarian or halal or you know things like that and we'll make the parcel based on their needs and then someone will come and then they'll send them out into the community which I think helps a lot. Have you done any of the delivery out into the community or spoken to anybody who's taken receipt of any of the parcels? I've not personally been out into the community and been delivering things, but I have been helping um, make them and kind of just give them to the people who are going to deliver them. And I think, you know, speaking to them has made me understand how much, you know, the people in need are benefit- benefiting from it, because obviously it's it's mostly around Hare Hills. That's where we're the, you know, where the food hub for Hare Hills. So it is a massive benefit. And just hearing the stories of, you know, people smiling and stuff when they get their parcels it's just it it makes me really happy as part of you know being a part of catch and being able to help the community in that way is brilliant 